Um, I don't know if any of you are, are realizing this, but Christmas is like uh, a week away. <clears throat> I, I, we, I know we've been, pra- you know, here we've been talking, the decorations have been up, the messages have been about, on the Advent season, we've been lighting the candles, but somehow, I don't know what it is about this one, but it kind of has snuck up on us. Part of it is, the, at least for in my world, the whole college world, the semester is very late. My last final's on Tuesday. I'm thinking, the grades are due on the day, at, two days after Christmas. I'm thinking, what are you thinking? We should have we gotten this already done. It feels like Christmas has snuck up on me. I don't know if that's how you feel. Well, <clears throat> you know who is never surprised? Our children. Is there excitement, perhaps, among the children in your household, in your world, in your grandkids? Are they getting a little bit excited? Um, have they already gotten the decorations up? And com- Is there some excitement around that in your house? Has it already finished? Um, has your shopping been completed? Ha- has that kind of come about, and all of a sudden the, 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 there's a little bit, okay, we're, we're getting this done. The family's arrived. Anybody? Are the, out, out, the guests are here. No, okay. I, I, I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you can say. I think my brother arrives at my parents' house t- uh, tomorrow. Uh, there are reasons that we're getting excited. There are reasons we're getting excited. Can I give you one more to really get you going? This is the one that I know all of you are probably just kind of like bubbling inside. You ready? The Old Testament prophecies have been fulfilled. Is that the one you were thinking of? Like, oh, yeah, you know, I was just thinking, all those Old Testament prophecies about Jesus have been fulfilled. Was that the one that you were already thinking of? Was that the one that, okay, I think that's honestly what we forget about. But what God has done in my life over the years is he has shown me more and more about how this has always been God's plan. God has always been working towards the salvation he would bring in his son that ultimately had its climax, not just in the birth, not just in the cross, but in his resurrection and ultimately second coming. That Jesus is the center point of history. That God's promises were realized. That God's promises have been put in motion and they are fulfilled. Today we sang a song, um, uh, Our God Reigns. The passage actually comes from an Old Testament prophecy in Isaiah chapter 52 that really is a Christmas prophecy. Let's take a look. Isaiah 52. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace and good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, you watchmen. Listen, lift up their voices together and shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. So burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all nations and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Anybody scratching their head going, I don't think I saw the Christmas part. It talked a lot about salvation. It talked a lot about uh, God reigning. It talked about, hey, watchmen, look up, ruins, rejoice. But where did you see the Christmas part? 
Well, I'm here to tell you this morning that actually that passage is very much a passage that is tied into Jesus the King. It is part of a section in the book of Isaiah called the Servant Songs. They repeatedly are about the Messiah and about Jesus' coming and his uh, fulfillment of God's promises, of his salvation that he would bring, not just for the people of Israel, but for all nations. So is this a Christmas prophecy? Well, I'm here to tell you, yes, it is. One, because it's about God's salvation. It's about God's salvation. As you'll see in this next slide, it's about God's salvation. Um, so let's look at this. In Isaiah 52, what did it start off with? How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, good tidings, salvation, your God reigns. Brother Samuel already reminded us this morning that even in the midst of some tragedy and some difficulties that his family has faced, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, his coming, is actually good news. That God is always in control. That the deaths of loved ones, that the, the illnesses of loved ones, our God, he reigns forever. This is good tidings. This is good news. This is the peace that he brings. Now, I don't know if you've gotten good news lately because it feels like we're being surrounded by bad news. Anybody kind of, uh, mine on Friday was, oh no, uh, there's 115 new cases of COVID at Towson University. Everybody go home. All your exams, we'll put them online. I mean, I was like, oh, and I thought, this is awful. I got to redesign my final exams. I already actually printed them. I killed at least a tree. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a th it was a big exam. I was a big one for a lot of students. And I thought, oh, goodness. And then I remembered, no, our God reigns. I was sort of nervous about being around these students and as the infection rates were going up and then having to come to a Christmas Eve service with visitors and new people. I don't want to be a person who is spreading not the good news, right? <laughs> Spreading something else that we're trying not to spread right now, right? Spreading infection. And I thought, actually, our God is in charge. He took care of those things. It's good news that our God is always in charge. But let me tell you, this passage in Isaiah 52 is not just about, oh, good news. You can go to dinner today, or oh, good news, the final exam has been moved online, or oh, good news. This is about the salvation that God would bring in Jesus. How do we know this? Well, let's keep reading in Isaiah 52. It says this, see, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised up. He will be lifted up and highly exalted. These are the servant songs about the Messiah. It says ultimately that just as there were many who were appalled at him, go ahead, uh, appalled at him, his appearance was disfigured beyond that of any human being, and his form was marred beyond human likeness. This is Jesus on the cross. How do we know? If you keep reading, even into chapter 53, it tells us he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. When Isaiah began to speak 
about Jesus. When he began to proclaim good news, this season of joy would come, he immediately goes to the fulfillment that would be in Jesus Christ. The fulfillment where Jesus, his body, would be pierced for our iniquities, our sins, our transgressions would be fully paid for. A new covenant on the cross where Jesus alone uh, uh, took on our sin, took on God's wrath, took on and endured the cross for our sake that we might have forgiveness and eternal life. This is good news. This is good news. Some of my students think, boy, it's great news because now it's an online test. Now it's open book, open note. Because let's face facts, you can't keep them when it's online from not using their... They think that's good news. But you know what would have been really good news? If I just said, hey, everybody, I'm going to take the test for you. I already know the answers. <laughs> I'm going to ace that thing. I, it wouldn't even take me much time. That's the good news that God has brought. We already had an open book test. We already knew what God has required. We already know his righteous laws. We already know about his holiness. We already knew God's expectations, and we've already failed. The scriptures are clear. All have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. We didn't pass. But God in his love for us made a way when there was no way. God in his mercy, God in his grace sent his own son to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. We swapped places. Jesus took on our sin that we might take on his righteousness and we have forgiveness in him. And you're saying, is that Christmas? Absolutely that's Christmas. You see, Christmas is not just about the birth of a baby. It's about the coming of a Messiah. It's the good news that our king would reign. It's the good news that our king would take upon our sins. It's the good news that our king would be resurrected one day. And it's good news that our king will come back for us. Salvation belongs to our God. Salvation is in his hands. Redemption is, is come, and it has come in Jesus. So Isaiah 52, this good news that, that would be upon the mountains, uh, this good news that would bring shouts of joy, this is good news about the Messiah King. It's a Christmas prophecy because it's about God's salvation. But it's also a very specifically Christmas prophecy because it's about the joy that's found at Jesus' birth. That's what this next slide says. It's about the joy that's found at Jesus' birth. Look at Isaiah 52. Look back. He says, listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. The watchmen those who were, who were supposed to be standing on the wall, standing guard, wouldn't be sounding an alarm of, oh, no, here comes an invading army. But no, no, the king is coming home. The king is coming back. Get everything ready. Get everything prepared. Here comes the king. It would be a time of great joy in the city, especially if it was a king that everybody loved. It would be a time of great celebration for the people because their king would be amongst them. The king would be in their presence. In fact, it goes on to say in verse 9, so you're going to burst into songs of joy together, ruins of Jerusalem. And there it is, ruins of Jerusalem. 
There are always in this life the difficult days. There are always the moments of sadness. There are always the struggles. There are always the griefs. But the Lord, what does it say? Has comforted his people for he has redeemed Jerusalem. You can't go anywhere where the Lord is not. You can't get away from his love for you. He was already fully demonstrated on the cross. He has already completely and fully put his love into your life. You can't get away from it no matter what you are facing today or this week or in this time of year. God is with us, Emmanuel. The Lord has comforted. In fact, it causes such a change in us that we should be those who are joyfully bursting into song. I'm so glad we picked O Come All You Faithful. Right? Because it's joy. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Is the joy of the good news of Jesus overflowing your lives? Well, this prophecy about the watchman was actually fulfilled. Fulfilled at the birth of Jesus. Now, it wasn't actually the watchman people were thinking of. Let's take a look at Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby. They were keeping watch. Wait, what were they doing? Oh, that's right. They were the watchmen. Not the watchmen for the cities, but the watchmen over some, some helpless sheep. Keeping watch over their flocks at night. And here's what happened. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I, will bring you, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Before we get to that good news, would you imagine that scene with me? You're out. It's dark. Not the job you would have chosen. It's the night shift. You're keeping the sheep. There's not a lot to do. You could talk with your other shepherds. And you're really, 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 really in the dead of night, in the darkness, when you're not sure of any dangers around, you're really hoping for absolutely nothing to happen. Your goal for the night, your hope and joy, is that absolutely nothing will go wrong. No wolves, no bears, no lions, none of that. No thieves, no, no one to steal the sheep. You're actually hoping for a calm peaceful, hopefully uneventful night. And here in the middle of that, God breaks in. An angel. Now, now you were, okay, at worst it would have been a lion. At worst it could have been a bear. At worst it could have been a whole band of marauders. At worst it could have been something that maybe you had the training to deal with. But some kind of angelic being lighting up the sky. This was unheard of. This is unexpected. And this caused them to fear greatly. It was terrifying. It was terrifying. But the angel had not come to bring terror, but to bring joy. He says, I'm going to bring you a message. This message is going to be of great joy to all people. This is going to change everything for you. Are some of you sort of hoping for uneventful? 
I mean, sometimes I'm just like, okay, if something could just not go wrong today, that would be awesome. If I could just have a, a, a whole day with everything went according to plan. Anybody have a day that went according to plan lately? <laughs> sometimes I just hope for the uneventful. Maybe this is a message to us. Maybe instead of hoping for the uneventful, I should say, God, break in. Break into the ordinary with extraordinary power. God, light up the darkness of the dismal, everyday humdrum of ordinary living. Break in with your presence, with your word, with your power, so that all of a sudden you would take an ordinary, regular situation and you would break through. That you would take something that I would find as a disturbance and you would turn it into something of an opportunity. Because when God moves, he brings joy. He says, I'm going to bring good news that will bring joy to all people. What is that good news? Well, it's not just God answering our prayers. It's not just God intervening in our lives. It's how God has intervened for all people for all time. Here's the message. The angel says to them in verse 11, Today in the town of David, that's Bethlehem, a Savior has been born. He is the Messiah the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find this baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. That unexpected place for God to be. The Son of God wrapped in ordinary cloths, lying in a manger. Well, it says, suddenly there was with these angels a great multitude of the heavenly host. They appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to, on those uh, on whom his favor rests. I think God just couldn't help it. Absolutely. The Lord in his sovereign goodness to us, we talked about this last week, took a young couple and gave incredible grace, allowing them to raise his son. It wasn't a scholar. It wasn't a prince. It wasn't a kingly, rich, wealthy family. It was an ordinary carpenter and his young wife who gave birth to the Son of God in a stable and wrapped a child, the Son of God, the author of life, the one by whom and for whom all things were made, in a feeding trough. We talked about God all of a sudden showed his incredible humility, just by becoming human, but to come into the most lowly estate. And, and announced this not to the kings of the universe on this night, but to some shepherds, some watchmen, who were keeping watch over sheep, the lowliest of jobs. We see the humility of God. But at the same time, I think God couldn't help it. He just had to send in the choir. <laughs> he just had to send in the musicians. Because let's face facts, this isn't an ordinary child. This isn't just anybody. This isn't just... And it's all, all births are a time of joy and celebration, but this birth was the Son of God, and he sent in the choirs. And it wasn't just any choir. It wasn't just a good choir. It wasn't just, 
he sent in the heavenly host, and I'm not sure what this looked like. Right? I mean, I, this would have been a fun one to see, and I, I hope that, that in heaven we get to watch the replay of this one because I'm not sure that it was like, oh, yeah, look, they got, oh, wow, it's a 200-voice choir. I don't think it was that. I think it was as many as the stars in the universe. I think it just lit up. I think to celebrate Jesus, it just came alive. And that all, of, I mean, there was probably not a dark spot in the sky because of the brilliance of the lightning that just came, the, the light that lit up the universe. Could you imagine? Because God's son was here. The promises were fulfilled. Jesus among the people, God lit up the sky to celebrate. He, this is a Christmas prophecy that was fulfilled that night. Well, finally, this was a Christmas prophecy because it shows our mission. You see, it's not just the angels that proclaim the good news of Jesus, but he has given that mission to us. As we see sort of in this next slide, that the Christ, it's a Christmas prophecy because our task is revealed, our Christmas task. Let's look at it in Isaiah 52. It says, the Lord will lay bare his holy na- na- arm in the sight of all nations, and all, don't miss this, all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. When Jesus came, When God sent his son, he not only announced it through the angels, but he entrusted us with this incredible message, this incredible good news. Take a look. What happened with the shepherds? It says, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go. (laughs) Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Have you ever wondered what happened to the sheep? Did they take the sheep with them? Did they say, hey, we'll take the sheep. Was one of my, hey, all right, Bob, you have to stay. You know, I know, would you be the guy that, you, know, you, you have to stay with the sheep, the rest of us are going. Yeah, sure, I'll stay. I'm not staying, no way, you're not leaving me behind. Uh, the angels have gone. Or did they ask the angel, hey, could you watch out for these guys? I mean, you guys got this covered, right? You guys can handle the sheep. Maybe they left it with the angels, I don't know. But they went, it's right then. Let's go see this thing which the Lord has told us about. I think they forgot all about the sheep. I think they forgot all about the concerns of this world, even the things that were their responsibilities. God's got that because God has given us something. He has given us a message that the son has been born, and it's going to be assigned to you. You're going to see him in those swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Let's get there. Let's find out. So they hurried off. Look at verse 16. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. But you see, they didn't keep this good news to themselves. It didn't stop there. Look at verse 17. When they had seen him, when the shepherds had seen the baby Jesus, it says they went and spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. The response of the shepherds, the response of the wise men was not just to burst into song, was not just to sing jubilantly, though they were excited. They were so excited that they couldn't help but tell. Here's good news. Now, listen, we do this all the time with every other little piece of good news. We do this all the time. We share with other people what we found. I, I was wanting to get my 
booster shot before I go and see my family, right? We're all trying to be smart about traveling this Christmas. We got concerns, and I'm not always the most ahead of plan ahead type of person. And so, you know, it was yesterday that I thought, hmm, I wonder if I can get my booster shot. And I was, oh, let's check the pharmacies. And oh, it's a week to get an appointment at least. Anybody notice that? Well, my wife had the brilliant idea, hey, check that MarylandVax.com or something. And I was like, okay, Maryland vaccinating, government, whatever. And they listed all of these clinics. And sure enough, I got to tell you, White Marsh is the place to go. They've got the old Sears. They turned it into like a whole thing. And you sign up online. They had like th every half hour, they had 13 open slots. They had 256 open slots yesterday. It's Monday through Saturday. You can go sign up for your time. It was easy. We were in, out. There were no lines. It was so well run. Okay, I've already told Amy Sedera about it. <laughs> I've already passed on the good news. Hey, here's how you can get it done. And you can get it done right away. Go get your vaccination. Go get your shots. Why am I so quick to tell everybody the good news about where you can get vaccinated? Because let me tell you, my arm hurts. <laughs> Why am I so quick to tell you that good news, but not tell anybody the good news of Jesus? As if I'm embarrassed? As if, as if it might cause some kind of uneasiness? As, okay, I've just made a decision. Harold and I were here the other day, and uh, we were sit, sitting out, standing outside, and um, one of the salesmen came up to kind of help us know that he could, you know, give us new air conditioning units or something. I, I don't really know what it was. I was kind of like, I didn't, I was like, oh, here's the guy to talk to. I didn't say that. I kind of was like, oh, we'll pass it along. I, I didn't want to, like, <clears throat> put Harold on the spot there. Um, and uh, we'll figure, we'll call you. And, and, you know, we all get the salesman. You know, I've just decided if he's got such great news to share, me, share with me about how we can buy something we probably don't need or want right now, why don't I get to tell him about some good news? And so Harold and I got to share with him and invite him to our services, invite him to Christmas Eve and say, hey, come, because why? Why shouldn't I be so excited about Jesus that if you want to tell me some good news about something that you want to sell me, why can't I tell you some great news about what God has already given you? life in his son. This Christmas, will we be like the shepherds going out to share the good news of Jesus? Will we be those that overflow with joy, that are bursting into the song because of what God has done? The prophecy is there. How beautiful are on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Let's have some beautiful feet. Let's share the good news. In the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul says this, How then can they call on the one, that's God, whom they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they've never heard about? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And verse 15, And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written from Isaiah 52, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Today, if you've never accepted that good news, believed in that good news, said yes to Jesus, if you've never said, be my Savior, for, take away my sins, maybe today's your day. Or perhaps you're saying, this is the church that I want to belong to. This is the church I want to be a part of. God is moving here. God is at work here. Yes, count me in.
Or maybe today it's just a commitment that, you know, every chance I get this week, I'm going to share about the joy of Christmas, the joy of Jesus. If I'm going to have to talk to somebody about whatever they want to talk to me about, then they're going to get to talk about what God wants to talk to them about, the good news of Jesus. I'll be at the front. Samuel's going to come and lead us in a song. Let's pray together, and you respond as God is calling you. Father, we do thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the good news that we have in him. We pray that you, O oh Lord, would take every moment and break into the ordinary and fill it with the joy that this season has brought through your son, Jesus. We pray these things in his name. Amen.